Shut the fuck uh, up. Uh, Recently, we've had some episodes that have generated a lot of feedback, which you can always email to us or talk to Isaac or myself. But we did a series of episodes featuring comedian Josh Denny, and I heard a lot about that. Yeah, from yeah, a, I lot got a lot of, of feedback on it too. A lot of people. I got probably like yeah, ten things of feedback. Uh, so I'll read some of the feedback that I got. Some of the people wanted to be anonymous. They didn't want me to reveal who they were. So I will respect that. Other people are fine with uh, being mentioned. One listener says, I'm mad that Josh thinks Blackish is a political show. It's really not. He just hates black people. (laughs) Also, how does Isaac think that comedy is based on racism? He's so dumb. Something is wrong with him. He never knows what he's talking about when he discusses comedy. What do you mean comedy's... I never said comedy's based on racism. That's so not... What, oh, oh, I see. I remember, I know. I'm saying comedy is based on generalization. And I think that's hard to argue with. Uh, somebody else says, Oh my God, is Josh Denny saying that Kale Hartman didn't rape and beat Beth Stelling? Also, he does not understand libel. I think Josh is just an evil person. I don't really Jesus. believe in God, but I think Satan is real and Josh has some Satan in him from an anonymous Whoa. commenter. Yeah. That person is insane. Or I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in Satan, and Josh is Satan. That is a depressing worldview. And somebody else says, Josh wants to be George Carlin. He's delusional. Yeah, a lot of Josh anger, for sure. I, I had like several people message me and be like, fuck Josh. Like, Josh is, a, like Josh is obviously a racist. You know, a lot Isolate of people said that to me. <laughs> no, and, and the, the surprising thing and so I would always I asked all of these people who said that, which was a former host or sorry, a former guest who's been on several times, um, a couple other people who usually generally like text me after the episodes, uh, and some also a, a random listener wrote in. Oh, we never talked about that guy. We got like a lengthy email from just like a totally random. Listener. Oh yeah, 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 that was cool. And he mentioned the Josh episode, though he didn't really critique it. He um, he kind of mentioned it in the context of right of all the episodes. So there was a lot of buzz about it, and the you know some people were like, "Yeah, I totally get where Josh is coming from." Um, you know, he's just trying to kind of articulate that you know being white now is is kind of used against you, which I think almost everybody agree. Nobody doesn't understand that point that he's making. Yeah. You know? I think, honest to God, though, people just react to Josh in a way that is, frankly, kind of unfair. Like, I think, I think Josh just exudes something <laughs> that people interpret as racism. Like, I think they kind of read racism into everything he's saying and doing just because of... I don't know if it's his tone or how he reacts to criticism or, or what it is, but... Like, I really don't think Josh is a racist, but a lot of people out there are just like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, he's he's deaf. I just smell racist, you know? Interesting. I had some people that said, uh, 
kind of the opposite of that. I had one listener who approached me and said, uh, he goes, I actually liked Josh more after listening to the episode mm. versus my previous experience oh, okay. with him. Okay, that's cool. But he also said, I do find him extremely frustrating. Mm. So I thought that was kind of a, a weird mixture. And that ep- those three episodes are very frustrating to listen to. Well, I think the first one is one of our best ever. And then I think it just descends into shit. Yeah. In the second and third episodes. Well, and that's a lot of that's for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I mean, it's largely my fault in a lot of ways and just everybody's fault. I mean, you can tell listening to it again, you can tell that Josh and Adi really want to just like go at it for a long time. Yeah. And I keep like jumping in and derailing that from R- happening. Right. I mean, and it's like, I think that that's probably good because it would just be boring to hear them go back and forth forever. Yeah. But also it is kind of like, it sort of fucks up the whole flow of everything. Yeah. Well, so, speaking of Adi, huge redemption story for previous terrible guest Adi Yeah, Gordon. he does well. And, and this he, was particularly the, that first episode. Da- really Dave of Kentucky revised his Adi Gordon opinion. Mm, and he yeah. also, he sent me five pointers about our three episodes with Josh. Okay, what does he say? Number one, great episodes. Some segments were exhausting with people talking over each right, other. Yeah. And then he said, very Sam Harris of you. That. I don't know what that means. Number two, I did not enjoy the relentless dick measuring contest of who has faced the most yeah. awful experience of harassment or physical violence while growing up. Totally agree. Totally uh, agree on n- that. Number three, I think Isaac says fuck and fucking too much. Yeah, God. Four, I think both of your guests were very smart and articulate. Five, you're a good host and moderator. That's to me. Yeah, no, I think I did not. The first episode or the first, again, segment of that is really good. And then the second one in particular, I think the third one is okay. But the second one in particular, I get in the mode that I hate myself in the most. Which which mode is is, that? You know, yeah, yeah. Like it's non-professional. You know, it just gets into this kind of ranty mode of... See, this is what I'm talking about, you know, mm. and it, like agree, lots of fucking, lots of like, lots of the, and it's just like you get in this kind of sort of unproductive, yelling back and forth vibe that just feels very unprofessional to me. That's like when I think our podcast is the worst, where it just sounds unprofessional. So I it was we, it was edit. fun listening to those when I was editing them and trying to like separate them out. Yeah, uh, there was like I had a few like conclusion thoughts and they they were this the first one is like i still i just disagree that that tweet was good yeah i think it i think that it back the worst thing about it was it was an argument directed at people who might be swayed by the idea that judging someone based on who they are and judging their ideas based on that is good uh those people might be swayed by a good argument but it's just not a good one because it just feeds the very thing that they're thinking which is like oh this straight white male doesn't know anything about the n-word and of course he thinks they're equivalent right i also don't agree with josh still that it's inappropriate for me to comment on stuff that he says as though there's some kind of comedian code about that uh i i I don't agree with that and i don't practice that people criticize me all the time when i had my minor controversy from work people gave me all kinds of shit i didn't have a problem with it you can say what you want right uh where i do agree with josh and I, I found myself making a very bad point when I was talking to him and I was listening, listening to it a second time is when we were talking about the medium of Twitter and its limitations. And I was kind of implying that as an artist, you have to dumb down everything for the lowest common denominator. Mm. 
And when I listened to that, I was like, that's not what I was trying to do. I was more talking about how Twitter is a shitty medium for this content. Right. Because people can take pieces of what you're saying and fuck you with it in a way that they can't with a podcast or with a video. Because if they could with a podcast if they wanted to. Well, I mean, they could chop it up, but eventually someone's going to go, what's the original source? Like, play what he actually said. But with Twitter, it's so hard to do that. And that's kind of where I was going. But instead, just because I was like, I just want to fucking argue, I was saying stuff that is not correct. Really true. Yeah, I think that actually there was, I was noticed this too when I was listening, there's a larger argument to be had there about the nature of Twitter. Right. And <clears throat> what it's fair to expect and what it's fair not to expect and why just simply by its format, Twitter begs people to sort of take a single tweet right. out of context. Yes. Like that's sort of what Twitter is in a weird way. Yeah. And, you know, why why do we expect a certain behavior on Twitter that we don't in other places? Yeah. And yeah, and that was stuff. That was the point I was trying to make, and I yeah. did it really badly. And I sound like I'm advocating for like, oh, you always have to think about what the stupidest person or is the most bad think. faith yeah, actor I, I is going to think. I think that's kind of true. That it seems like you were, and that's not, and that's the opposite of when I got in trouble at work. That was the exact opposite of my argument, which yeah. is that I can't be responsible for for everybody's interpretation. Yeah. So and I think Josh made that point pretty clearly. Yeah. Right? I w- that you can't just, if you're too dumb to get this joke, I can't constantly be worried. Yeah. I can't explain that. everything all the time. So right. I want to clarify yeah. that on that one. I was like, well, I was, I was totally off base. And also Josh is right to have been pissed. Like I was thinking about, it, I was just like, you know, we just kind of treated Josh like not a person. Right. We didn't say, Hey, we're going to do this thing or, we just didn't think about it. Yeah, we, no, I mean, we've always said that we should have had him on. It was sure. thoughtlessness I right. that I was uncomfortable with, and I'm yeah. going to hopefully not ever do that again. But I did right. feel I bad. Right, I mean, it wasn't... Uh, yeah, right, right. I mean, I think, you know, Josh, I think, did a pretty good job of defending himself. I mean, I think the only part that he really went wrong was when he... Like, I think he was, again, just doing this for the sake of argument, but he kind of tried to scramble out of the whole, like, nobody's ever been lynched when people are yelling straight white man. Right. And he said, well, what do you mean by lynched? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that is not, <laughs> that is not a good argument. <laughs> That's the only time I think he got a little uh, too too much. But I, I really do think it's not. I mean, I, the, here's the weird thing. So immediately all these texts start pouring in being like, I just think Josh is a racist. Right. Like, that's what people are saying. Which I don't agree with either. I, yeah, exactly. I, make sure I don't agree thinks. with that. Yeah. I don't agree that Josh is a racist at all. And I think it actually, Josh, very much understands what racism is and what it means. And I think he is actively not a racist. No. That being said, I know what they're saying. You know, like when they say that about Josh, I know what they mean. You know what I mean? My listener who was commenting to me about how he liked Josh but was frustrated by him pointed out that Josh is similar to many libertarians in that they're so focused on immediate principle that like nuance will occasionally get lost. And, totally. And that makes it hard to sometimes take everything that they say seriously because it's so about these very concrete principles. But it's like we don't operate in a world where those principles are always well, in effect. It gets down to, again, what the meaning of racism is. It's It's... 
it's obvious that Josh responds to different races sometimes in a way in which, uh, you know, he has the same reaction we all have, where we're frustrated with this group. It's just like the thing in traffic. You know what I mean? Again, it's this traffic example. Somebody else was just using this exact example. I was listening to it. Um, oh, who was it? It's like we're in traffic. We all, I think Louis C.K. has a thing. We're in traffic. We re, we go to this lizard brain thing yeah. where we it's become the same, completely racist that, for five seconds. That's what happens Why? on the internet, too. Yeah, right. And I find myself, you know, I think that I'm most susceptible to this type of kind of, I mean, it is hateful thinking, right? With women, you know, I, I have, uh, I think, an issue with that, if I'm being <laughs> honest. And I think Josh does have that. Yeah. Wow. We- <laughs> yeah, wow. Hundred of a hundred episodes to get to that admission. <laughs> That's gonna be a big moment. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think Josh does have that with with certain minorities. You know, I think that he has a, a quick uh to judge thing, which I don't really have that as much. Everybody has it with different people, you know, mm. I think. And um, I mean, God, I have it with white people in extreme. You know, this wedding I went to, it's just so white. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Very white. Shut the fuck up. Um, well, that happens to me now when I visit places that are like super white, right. that aren't like LA. Like now I'm in the midst and I'm just like, oh, it's this feels strange. I know. It's right. And right, you get this weird feeling that I think is does kind of come from the TV where it's like, oh, these white people are so fucking white. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, you know, we get, we have this lizard brain reaction and everybody has it in different ways. And yet again, I think I have it in ways all the time that are not helpful. They don't really serve you. And, you know, the, the, I think being a good person is, is trying to get outside of those hateful feelings that everybody has. And I think Josh is completely conscious of that. You know, I think that Josh is somebody that is a good person in his mind where he has these feelings, he understands where they come from, and then he understands that, you know, there's some. this is what comedy kind of comes from, is toying around with them and saying, you know, it's stupid to have these feelings. And yeah. I think that that's kind of what his comedy is about. And he goes out on a limb and, and you know, having these... Uh, sort of things that make you uncomfortable and then he talks about he discharges that discomfort yes. you know which he does extremely well right so i think what people respond to is the fact that they know that josh in his mind had it's like with women and me to to some degree they know he has these thoughts in in there and they know he's not going to really let them out completely you know and i think this is what Javan lathan or whatever is saying when he says oh you have a glitch in your thinking mm-hmm. or Quentin Tarantino, when he uses the N word in his movies, it's kind of this like pathology, like it's it's a little bit pathological. Yeah, N word and feet, right? It's like he has Quentin a thing Tarantino about movies, them, right? Yes. It's like they're fetishized in yeah. a, some weird way, and I think <laughs> not in some weird way, in a very, in a very obvious way. way. And I think that people can smell that on Josh; they can sense it. Huh. They can sense that he's going around thinking. I'm being told to not be fucking racist all the time. I'm seeing these things with my own eyes. You know, like. This is bullshit, you yeah. know, and he's right. It is fucking bullshit. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be judged by the fact that he's white all the time and that he has this kind of like edge and the non-apologetic edge about race 
Very non-apologetic. Yeah, he shouldn't be people, judged by that. It's not fair. Which also makes people nervous. Yeah, it makes people nervous. It puts them on edge. But the fact of the matter is, they're doing to him the exact same thing that they're mad that he they think he's doing. They're just putting him in this category. Oh, he's a straight white man. Therefore, he can't say these things. And it's bullshit. You yeah. know, it's not really fair. And it's... It's not fair to treat people that way and ostracize people that way, I, I don't think, you know, especially I, a comedian, you know? I think some of those people that were texting you with those issues about him should go see Josh do stand-up. Right, and then they'll get it. It's way pretty... More. Yeah, it's one very of, careful. One of the things that was really, I think, a problem for him was that everyone was sort of familiar with him from the ginormous food show and not from his stand-up right which was a very different like he is a very dark comedian yeah that's his thing and i know josh so well through his stand-up that i just i'm able to like look at things that he says and kind of understand that uh position he takes because that's what he his most formed ideas are when he does stand-up i think that's when he's saying the things he's thought hardest about so a lot of people that chime in about josh but have never actually seen him practice the art that he's been practicing the longest i think would do well to check it out yeah yeah i agree no it's it's true because then you kind of see what a craftsman he is with it you know and he really does think these things through quite a bit yeah more so than it seems like he does and then you you kind of get the silly vibe that he'll he'll take on it too like and i i think that gets lost sometimes in his self-presentation other places but anyway a lot of josh denny feedback and then a lot of feedback about our movie, our stale movie episode. I didn't so. get any feedback oh, on that, but people, you got some. Uh, one of uh, remember? Or no, that's not true. A couple people, I think, yeah, just one person was like, "Yeah, I hated Lady Bird." Lady Bird too. But. Yeah. Uh, Joe, remember we had Joe on? We talked about the Last Jedi. Joe April. Oh, oh yes. Uh, he was listening, and he said, uh, "Jesus is Isaac grasping at straws for why he dislikes Ladybird, while you're shredding his examples as not being actually reflected in the movie. I can tell he really just hates what he thinks it says about you if you're someone who does like it." So he's not wrong, and I think you do do a great job of shredding my opposition to the film and that thing. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's a good episode for that reason because you do have good reasons to like show that my opinion is not really very valid. And then he also was annoyed that you didn't like Hereditary. But I don't think you said you didn't like Hereditary. You just said you were not... It was highly overrated. I saw it as well. Oh, yeah, okay. And I kind of... I didn't love it. I think Hereditary... This is... I mean, I went and saw it in an AMC theater, mistake number one because that's Rube City. So oh, yeah. you go in there, and there's a lot of people going to see Hereditary that probably shouldn't be seeing Hereditary. They should be seeing Jurassic Park. <laughs> so you you could feel the impatience of the audience in the room. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to audience response to stuff. So it I w- is true. You go to the AMC, and it's just like... It's Dum Dum Town. It's Dum Dum Town. People talking back to the movies. Do you realize that this is something people like talk to movies? I don't have I don't see that problem so much but there was a there was a person in the back of the theater who kept making in hereditary there's a character that makes this repeated like clicking sound yeah. in the back of her throat it's a yeah. like that and every time it happened in the movie someone in the back was doing it so there's a few tense scenes where the 
suspension of disbelief is destroyed because somebody in the back thinks they're fucking funny. And then people are like probably laughing slightly when they Yeah, just yeah, yeah. uncomfortable laughter. Right, and my right. friend that I was seeing it with was just getting more and more annoyed. Yeah. And eventually I, I, I'd had enough and I turned around and I went, shut the fuck uh, up! Uh, wow, really? And... You really yelled it like that? Yeah, oh I was my pissed. God, that's amazing. And nice work. I've always want to do that, but don't. It's it stopped. Uh, she stopped because she was a little teenage girl. I found out. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. There's gonna have to be trouble. <laughs> but so so the whole vibe of I wish I'd actually watched that at home on my TV yeah. because I think the rhythms. Do not lend or gonna see like ArcLight with an audience that was like serious about right. watching the film. Like <laughs> just like, not with boobs. Yeah. I watched um the killing of a sacred deer recently. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you, yep, you watched that? that? Yep. And I was glad I watched it at home because of that reason. Where like I can get into the rhythms of the film and it's not distracting. Yeah. So I definitely it's pretty fucking pretentious, but uh, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed it, it too. It's I liked just... Colin Farrell a lot. Yeah, well, Colin Farrell's always awesome. But but Hereditary, like in the middle, that middle portion of the movie, it kind of drags a little bit. Yeah. And, and I was sitting well, in the theater going... Well, it goes from a very well-calculated, very well-put-together movie to a like haunted house disaster. You know what I mean? It just it falls apart completely. I don't know. I don't agree that it falls apart. It it reminded me a lot of like seventies horror movies, in mm. kind of that pacing, very Rosemary's Baby esque, uh, in its ending certainly, but in, in the general overall like feeling of something being off. Uh, I I think one of the problems with a lot of these horror movies is they get so overhyped when they yeah, come in. Right. Like, this it's, is the most right. terrifying. The witch had the same fucking. No, problem. yeah, we talked about this on the last uh, episode. And I I agree with your assessment in that respect, where it's like maybe if we just seen the movie, yeah, without all the drama, it would have been. been a pleasant surprise. Right? Yeah, I, the well, definitely right. I agree. I agree. So oh oh, by the way, speaking of movie news, so do you know that this is something that we need to talk about as we move forward? But uh, you want to make a movie out of a podcast? No, so Terrible the guys who idea. made It Follows, Yes, we've talked about them before because Julio is a friend of mine right. who edited it. Yeah. And Julio's the fucking man. He's yeah. a great guy, really smart, very liberal guy right. from Atlanta, um, but part of this filmmaking crew that's like a really good up-and-coming filmmaking crew that made It Follows. Yeah. So these guys are like, they all went to Florida State Film yeah, yeah. School. We've talked you about know, this. It's, it's very, very cool group and what is everybody always saying about movies we're all craving like real independent voices right yes. we're missing that so this filmmaker who's an auteur it's like david mitchell something yeah. uh they just came out with this movie under the silver lake which is all about los angeles and right. it premiered at con the reviews all like say it's good but they all take issue with its politics. So you read these reviews and it's all like, I couldn't tell if he was making fun of like bros who don't believe in PC culture or if he was celebrating them. So basically like the SJW reviewer hordes like couldn't tell if this was like mocking 
bros, right? And like their thing. I think there's like a speech in it about like how the guy hates homeless people. Yeah. And I think there's like a lot of like broy, like oh, misogynistic ideas. Like, and they couldn't tell if it was making fun of it enough for them. Like right. they couldn't tell if this was like politically on their side enough. No. You know? So they didn't know what to do with it. They were like, I, I can't tell if I'm supposed to hate this movie or if I'm supposed to like it. Because politically, since that's the only reason I review things anyway, it's like confusing me, you right. know? Which is you read these reviews and they're fucking infuriating. Yeah. Because it's like a guy being like, I couldn't tell if like this was a message that's just not helpful <laughs> or if it is. And I'm like, yeah. Since when did every reviewer in the world become an activist? Yeah. The justice How lens. about you just fucking review the movie? Yeah. You know, you how about it's just like, is this a good movie or not? How about that's your take? Not does the political message of this film uh comply with my personal political beliefs? Right. As as previous guest Connor Habib has said, the the justice lens for looking at art is not helpful. Not helpful at it all. It doesn't doesn't do anything and it's like it makes me really want to see this movie yeah of course but, but so guess what so they got the release date got pushed six months it was what? supposed to be a summer movie it got pushed six months because the studio was trying to like bully them into editing it um and they're like fuck you because these guys are real artists i oh mean they have God. actually unlike, unlike me they have like real balls and they're like no this is the fucking work you like yeah. deal with it you know they're like some of the hottest directors around they should be allowed to do what yeah, they, they made, want it follows they made it follows like they know what they're huge doing hit yeah and so they're trying to bully them like the hollywood assholes are trying to like fucking bully them and it's just like what they, the fuck is the matter with you the number one book in america is jordan peterson's like 12 ro- rules of like life you know I, how can you be so stupid to think that there's not a huge demand it's not about that it, the, for this you know th- counter narratives or the, whatever it is not that that's even what this is they you know? they are more worried about the controversy they don't care about whether or not it finds its audience with those people it's just all about controversy but don't they the, like the controversy, controversy? Doesn't i would that make them want to see i would think so but it's not the right controversy i think that's horseshit i don't i, don't, I think this whole again like this brings us back to the it's not the sellable controversy it's not is this movie too graphic does this movie have things you shouldn't be seeing in it it's the wrong kind of things you shouldn't be seeing well it's things that are against the hollywood narrative right maybe you know things are against it that go oh, you're not allowed to have this thought and that's bullshit too, though. They shouldn't be activists. The reviewers shouldn't be activists. They should be capitalists. No. They should just say, here's a movie. It's probably going to appeal to a crowd that is obviously buying shit. Look at the number one book in America. Look at the number one podcast in America, Joe Rogan. Yet they're, they have their heads so far up their asses that they truly believe that this social justice narrative is what people want, but it's I, not. I, I it's not that, what they want. I think that's probably an over-interpretation. I think they're... I think you're wrong. Uh, I, I think I these know. people work for... They work for the party of Davos, I'd as be, Bannon would say. I mean, right. they are they are a globalist elites. Here we go. One of our... One of our... One of our... One of our... I just have to play the beginning. Just the beginning. Uh, no, they're globalist fucking elites. You know, did you see that James Spader... Not James Spader... James Woods got dropped by his agent. Right. You know, and he was like, I just don't want to represent you anymore. It's like, okay, why don't you just further put yourself into this well, hole of Hollywood elites that has no 
relation to the larger. I don't public. know the like, back. You're going to keep going in the I same direction. I don't know the background of the James Woods dropping, but let's also be honest about where James Woods' career is. It, well, the, so. exa- right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh yeah, show me him doing that for like a guy who yeah. you know, d- d- Taylor uh, yeah. Taylor Sheridan is also like doesn't believe in white privilege. I don't see his agent right. fucking dropping him yeah, because so he's making you know million dollar movies. There is right. some. You know, I, I heard that story and I'm like, okay, well, come to me when somebody else's agent drops. Him. Right, you know, right. And well, it's the same thing with Josh, right? It's like, yeah, Josh's agent conveniently didn't drop him in the middle of, you know, him having a big thing. Right. But my point is, these people are fucking idiots if they think that there's not a huge demand for male centric narratives that question the uh social justice message well, right i mean that's what, is that even what this movie's is. doing no it's not that's the funny thing i talked to julio about it. I, I read the thing and i was so infuriated that i called him and i was like i cannot believe this bullshit and he was like look i'm an extremely left-wing guy <laughs> you know that this it's this kind of the intellectual dark web shit it's people who are very liberal people get pushed into this shit and he's like it's very weird for me to deal with this backlash because it's like i am so not right what these people are saying that i am and i was like yeah it's like all you're doing is trying to tell the truth i hope they're and he was like he was like i'm not even trying to tell the truth i'm not even doing that like like these are you know this this might be all lies like maybe i'm telling lies but still well it's this who cares like it just evaluate the film as a film you know it's it's the danger of looking at a movie and ascribing the what the protagonist does and right. what the protagonist's journey is. Maybe the protagonist is a total piece of shit. Lolita, the protagonist, is a fucking pedophile. Yeah, exactly. It's still a great book. Yeah. You know, no, you you never tell if Starship like, Troopers right. promotes fascism. Totally. Like, ostensibly, unless right. you're watching the movie through the lens that it was intended to exactly. be Exactly. You know, it's like in film schools, they teach Lenny Riefenstahl still, right? Yeah. Of course. Because she made great shit. Yeah. You know, it's like you got to be able to separate these things. And we've gotten into this weird Marxist, like, mind control 1984 shit where it's like, oh, unless unless you are supporting the narrative of the mainstream, like, you need to be, like, shuffled away. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's a bummer for them. I was excited to see that. I think they'll be fine. I think that once this movie will be a cult classic when it comes out. I think that it's probably like they should collect, they're afraid of it. They should collect all the correspondence they have with the studio. Like if they've got notes and all the notes about how to edit it and all that stuff. Yeah, right. I, I think they're probably have pushing it on the them around. DVD release well, or something. Well, I mean, but I think they, it there's online. probably not that much the studio can do. I mean, I, I think well, it's it like depends on what these... the... I mean, uh, did they make it independently and sold it to a no, studio? No, they made I'm it sure, with studio I'm money. Sure it was made with. So I, I actually have no idea. I don't be, know. I don't want to spread false. I don't know what the deal because was. studios can reserve final cut for themselves. They do that all the time. It's not that many. I would that doubt have. that they had final cut for this. Yeah. I bet that I bet that Mitchell or whatever probably has. You should final ask. Cut. See, but, and maybe the only thing the studio can do is delay the date. Yeah, right. Fuck with them. Fuck with them. It's what a bummer. Fucking assholes. It's like, oh yeah, because there's not enough ladybirds out there. You know, there's really not enough <laughs> indie movies supporting the narrative. God forbid there be something Wait, about, a, and maybe it's about an asshole. You know, maybe what, it's about a total asshole. But you know what you're doing is you're not helping this cause either because you're you're assuming I'm it's assuming about all these, about things. these things. And I then know. what that does is it makes the people that get crazy about those things go, oh fuck that movie, and nobody is able to look at it and say, oh let's evaluate it for right, what it is. Right, because now of, it's being painted as a right wing movie which like isn't yeah. at all 
Uh, more know, fuck. This is the problem. More it's feedback like, on that episode. Okay, sorry. I don't want to get too deep into this rabbit hole. We should have your friend on and have him talk about it if he wants. Well, I would love Hulu to come on, but I'm sure that he is. Maybe you know, maybe back, after it's yeah, all after over. After it's out, and I bet it's going to be really good. So uh, I also heard from Heather on this oh, wonderful movie episode. <laughs> she says you're both Pete Campbell. <laughs> she said uh most kevin smith movies have elements of fantasy in them mm. she didn't agree with your uh premise that they're realistic films yeah and then she says i think timothy chalamet is cute i think most women my age do so there you go and then uh dave of kentucky said he would be interested in our uh dvd commentary yeah we movies. should do that we should do it so one person <laughs> Says that they would like that. They would like DVD commentary. And one more weird piece of feedback was a comment left on our episode, Real Men Move In. Oh, yeah. Uh, It was uh, from Kapow624. I don't know who that is, but it was on our Podbean. By the way, Podbean is like, my communications with Podbean are surreal. (laughs) Because I I got a notification I had in, we had a new comment on our on Podbean, which is rare because I don't yeah, think who a lot. the hell comments on Podbean? Yeah, yeah, be really weird. And I couldn't it. find it, and I'm like, "Where's where are the comments?" And the Podbean person said, "Well, was the comment left using the mobile app or using the desktop site?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. I think the mobile app." And they're like, "Well, uh, comments made using the mobile app can only be seen on the mobile app, and comments so weird. comments yeah, left on the desktop site can only be seen that way." And I'm like, "That doesn't make." Can you imagine if Facebook worked that way and you could only see comments left depending Uh, on uh, on what the 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 phone or computer that somebody used? Like, who the fuck designed that system? Anyway, so I finally found the comment, and they said, and if you remember at the beginning of that episode, we read an email from Reggie. Oh yeah, and uh, who is a listener, and I think they were arguing with Reggie's email. Okay. They said, I would argue differences based on socialization and culture, not genetic predisposition. As for genetic differences, there are in terms of determining skin tone, but no study has shown a correlation of that one factor with any other subset of generic, uh, genetic sequences that might be supposed to be, i.e. obviously not true. Beyond skin tone, all other traits are equally distributed. <laughs> so fucking retarded. With no one group having a monopoly. How could you say that? How can you say that? Like, obviously... Have you used twenty three and Me? Like you can fucking trace your genes to places where people look a certain way, right? Uh, so no, com- I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I guess the point is like, oh, so a white person with really dark skin is still white, but it's like that's that's very well. Kapow five six twenty four. Just email us in the future and don't use Podbean's terrible commenting system but it was weird because it was like we obviously were reading an email from Reggie. right that was reggie's who was so, saying like race realism you, whatever do you want reggie's email you can just you guys can talk about it directly no i mean it's it's just that's that's such a silly people say that all the time as if it's like oh yeah there's no there's no g- genetic differences between the races and then it's like then they'll talk about genetic differences between the races i mean it's obvious of course there is we were talking about terrible podcast merch but I also have to point out terrible uh, sponsorship stuff. And I'm going to play this clip from the Ben Shapiro show. I want it to be. With Joe Rogan. And just. And Joe Rogan's always and very. Just, uh, look how cl- cringy this is. 
This is from the uh, Ben Shapiro show featuring Joe Rogan. This is the beginning of the episode. Ben and Joe are sitting together. Well, here we are on the Sunday special with Joe Rogan. We're going to jump into the interview in just a moment because this is awesome. But first, I want to say thanks to our sponsors over at Movement. So, Movement, they make these kinds of watches, right? It's nice. Go buy one. Movement has come far from being crowdfunded kids working out of a living room. In the past year, they've not only introduced a bunch of new watch collections for both men and women, but they've also expanded to sunglasses and bracelets for her. Movement watches start at just 95 bucks at a department store. These are like four or $500. Movement figured out by selling online, they could actually cut out the middleman retail markup, providing the best possible price. Classic design, quality construction, style minimalism. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Just go to mvmt.com slash Shapiro. See why the movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Get into mvmt.com slash Shapiro. Join the movement. And again, look at this. Nice, right? I mean, like you could use one as well. And it's an amazing thing uh, because you're really Shapiro gifted guy. I mean, you, can, you can sit there for three I, I, hours. I really find him very, very unpleasant. The... I, I, reading that copy at the beginning of your show... And like having to like hold up the watch, which he does when he's saying it, yeah. is so humiliating. Wow, but I mean, come on, what would we do? You know, if they came to us and fucking said, I would say, fuck off. Really? Yes, I don't want to. Who wants to do that? Like, it's just not worth yeah. it. It's like the idea of sitting there and going, uh, MVMT is is a, a great watch company because they're paying for my show. <laughs> I'm Ben Shapiro, and I sell watches, and I'll also be coming to your college. Yeah, right. Be careful, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to do a show uh, featuring... It's tough to say. You know, I mean, it's like, I think it's very different when the money is being dangled in front of you, and it's like, all I got to do is read this stupid thing. I guess so, but it's you know? so like... I think most of that just has to do with how incredibly, incredibly unpleasant... Ben Shapiro, I just find him to be. You don't enjoy my my show. Here's my watches. They're <laughs> so I'm 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 really a conservative, but he's not. Anyway, what is he? yeah, no, he is, but he's just a. I don't know. I just really don't he's, like him. He's a what? <laughs> One of our attorneys is a Jew. No, I mean, yeah, he's Jewish, but it's like it, it has nothing to do with my critique of him. I mean, he's just. Um, I don't know how these guys with ho- such horrible voices. Like Ben That's Shapiro found his initial fame writing columns, I know. which is fine. But then it's like now I have to like be out there, and Ugh. it's like, oh, how? No, so, Why? So unpleasant. I mean, the thing is, the larger point that I want to take away is that video we were just watching has 1.5 million views on. Yeah. It. Like, what happened to Hollywood or media that was verticalized? Like it used to be, you should be able to have. A show that really appeals to fucking incels and like angry men. You should have a show that appeals to them right next to a show that appeals to feminists. You know, like why why is that market, which is so clearly there, how come Hollywood can't make a movie for that that market? What what are they so afraid of? Like, they make movies for all kinds of fucking markets. Wait, they make movies for old people. What does that have to do with Ben Shapiro's show? It just has to do with the fact that, like, clearly these intellectual dark web people, Rogan, Shapiro, but what movies, all these people. what movies are putting forth a liberal narrative? All of them. Like what? Every single fucking one. What, what's a, just an example of something? Moonlight. Okay. Any of the ones that are sponsored by the La La Land, okay. any of these fucking you, things. These are, I mean, any of them. These are all, small. All of the above. Uh, 
these are those are small niche uh not particularly high budget films that don't require a lot. I'm talking about big budget where most of Hollywood's bread and butter is right now. Big budget, tent pole. Okay, so all the I've been getting into watching all the Avengers giant, films giant recently, films. right? <laughs> Which I actually they all they're all Infinity War is by the way awesome. <laughs> what a what a shocking Infinity turn of War events. Infinity War is a fucking great movie. It's like really I highly suggest seeing it. Were you it shocked case. when you watched it's it very, and enjoyed it? I was extremely shocked. How did you, this happen where you decided to I was to like watch? I've been, I love going to the movies by myself like mm-hmm. in the afternoon yeah. and I there was nothing to see right. especially cuz I live like by the Staples Center AMC LA Live and the so the only thing that was there that was like I hadn't seen or was not a, something I absolutely could not watch uh was Infinity War. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, I hear it's got a bad ending. <laughs> Maybe that's interesting. Right. And I went to see it and I was amazed at how good it is. It's like so good. And like you said, it's like a Thanos, Josh Brolin, like origin story. But it's like he's such a great bad guy. Yeah. You know? His, the, the Josh Brolin performance in that movie is really excellent. It's so good. Yeah. It's like really good. Surprisingly excellent. Yeah. I remember watching I remember watching that and, and any time he was on screen, I was just like, Wow, what a compelling I know. I mean he's as somebody I'm not the first person to point this out, but as many people have said, he's the protagonist of that film. Right. Really. So and there's a lot of interesting themes. I mean, it seems like the theme of the whole thing is about whether or not you kill the person you love for the larger goal, right? Yeah. And it's like that happens with the Star Commander. What the fuck is his name? Star-Lord. Star-Lord. That happens with Star-Lord. He has to decide whether to like kill the person he loves to yeah. save the world. And then also Thanos has that same decision. And I think that that decision is like replicated many times. It's also Vision and what's-her-name have to decide. Is she going to kill him? Yeah. It's like... It's a movie with a good, like a serious theme, you know, and about how like that decision to to kind of kill the one you love is sort of necessary. Weirdly, you've all, you haven't, I assume, watched all the various well, Marvel back. properties. I've been going, but back. when you watched the movie, were you like lost because no, you'd no. only seen? I wasn't lost at all. I totally like got. I mean, yeah, sure. There were a couple characters where like, oh, I'm curious about where you come from, right? But no, there was no. It's very easy to follow. Mm. Um, but it did made me curious to go back and watch the other ones. And God, the some of the other ones, the Joss Whedon ones are so bad. The first two Avengers films. I watched Age of Ultron. I was like, this is just. It's a totally different tone. It's a totally different everything. You know. Yeah. Where Civil War, which is by the same directors, is pretty good. You know? It's all right. It's not amazing. It doesn't hold pretty, up. Yeah. This, I, I think I was like unable to sleep one night, so I turned that on. Yeah. And I'd seen it before, and I was just like, oh, this isn't... It kind of loses something the second right. time around. And I'll say something about Infinity War. Part of the reason why I liked it is because it was devoid of all these bullshit SJW tropes, which is like, oh, the tiny little girl beats the shit out of everyone because her power, she really has the power, you know? like And all the Joss, Joss Whedon ones are full of that, the same trope where, oh, the guy says something mean, belittles the girl, and then she beats the shit out of him. You know, it's like that happens in every fucking movie now. And the Joss Whedon films are full of those stupid, you know, tropes. And then... um. 
You know, I think all so of those superhero movies is, are full. Of, are you kidding? Black Panther is like so full of like white racist, white privilege commentary. You know about but, like colonialism but and shit. It also made a shitload of money. Right. It's one of the highest grossing no, uh, movies. Again, I mean, clearly the, the, those narratives sell, but the other but, narratives also sell. But the not not that I'm saying you should have like a white supremacist film. I'm just saying but, it's like Black Panther also did so well because the the black market. Yeah, which is huge. traditionally underserved by Hollywood a lot of the time, uh, at least in movies. I don't know. If I don't for big budget true. Hollywood movie. There's like a there's a small niche segment yeah, like that Tyler caters Perry, Tyler Perry yeah, barbershop right, right. movies, all that shit. But like a big budget blockbuster superhero movie, it's very rare that it's like very black directed, and it was a successful decision. So there is some capitalist. No, again, Attitude I am behind. so not saying there's anything. Dude, more people believe in this liberal narrative than don't. I mean, that's definitely true. You Do know you what think I mean? Avengers Infinity War is an alt-right film? No, no. <laughs> you know what is a, a, a very conservative film, though, is Armageddon. Armageddon's a deeply conservative movie. Well, we'll have to we'll watch it and yeah. we'll no. There's make a lot of like conservative cues in, like, in that film. Well, we'll 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 that moment where he says, "Oh yeah, and one more thing." None of them. That's such a stupid example because everyone on the planet would be okay with that. Okay, there's uh, nobody. Some of the other ones. It's it's all about how the nobody government wants fucks to pay up. Taxes. Remember the government, like the eggheads in the government, fuck up his design. That like the I haven't private seen the movie industry in 20 years. goes like, oh, it's because you put the drill bits on backwards, Mister Wizard. You know, like it's all about how like the the government bureaucracy will inevitably fuck things up, and the private like guy who's made it on his own is the only one that can do it. All right, we we can watch it and, and comment on it. Anyway, I haven't seen the movie in it, twenty to years. To say that Hollywood doesn't have a liberal narrative is crazy. No, you I don't know that. That's not. True. I don't know that. That's. Uh, I'm not saying they don't have a liberal narrative, but I think that the if you a lot of Hollywood blockbusters are are sort of politics free, unless you're looking for like weird cues that the medium is the message, and when and when it, it's like. I think that all those superhero movies are innately political besides the ones that kind of dare to have a different message. I mean, think about, remember when the Incredibles came out, the original Incredibles and yes. people fucking loved the whole thing about if everyone is special, no one's special. Right. That's a pretty actually somewhat more, if a slightly right wing thing. It's about personal, you know, it's about how some people are just better at some shit than other people. It's not right. this Marxist flat, everybody's equal to everybody else thing, right? Sure. And I think that when they take, you know, that's a compelling stance to take sometimes. You know, you don't take yeah. that stance all the time. But I think that that message almost always gets crushed. I mean, the the, the message that, uh, you know, um, everybody isn't equal, you know, I think that that gets crushed a lot of times for, oh, it's always the underdog, unexpected person that actually surprises everybody, you know, and has the most control or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Mm. I got down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Don't we have an episode about this? Just go listen to that. Yeah. It's called Superhero Movies Suck. All right. An opinion you have revised slightly. Well, yeah, especially when it comes to Infinity War. Great movie. Uh, big thumbs up for Infinity War from Isaac Simpson. Yeah. Shocking turn of events.
fuck Josh. Like Josh is a like Josh is obviously a racist. You know, a lot Isolate of people that. said that to me. <laughs>